Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. It's time for the view from the opposition with me, Andrew Musgrove. And today, providing the Burnley Insight is YouTuber Liam Waddington. And you can find his channel. Although I'm sure you guys listening have probably already stumbled across it, but you can find him on YouTube at Vizier. And Liam also recently has just opened Mazala Designs. And if you head over to the website, I'm told, in fact, I've had a look myself, you can find some very nice Nicastlite prints to put on your wall. Liam, thank you very much for joining us. How are you keeping? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing really good. Um, it's always a good uh, moment for me when uh, we face Newcastle, as I spent a good couple of years up there at uni. So... I, I got a lot of respect and a lot of love for the Geordies. So um, I, I enjoy when we face Newcastle. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be an interesting game. I mean, Burnley do travel to St. James's Park, still looking for the first win of the season. But I'm just wondering, because I haven't seen a lot of Burnley this season, and I'm sure our listeners haven't either. Have they been close to getting that first win in the, in the previous games? Um, in the first three, no, I, I'd say we've been way off it. Um, I think the way how we've gone into this season is that we clearly have a we clearly have talent in our squad, but it's a lot of raw talent, a lot of young players. There are there is some experience, but I think trying to find the right balance and trying to mix in the experience with the young raw talent together, and in the Premier League, you're going to get. Um, you're going to get hurt very fast if you are not fully ready and you're firing on all cylinders. So in the first three games, we had some good moments. You know, for example, Man City, I imagine a good chunk of people maybe watched that game and we started off quite well. However, our kind of belief in our ability seems to fade by the 30th minute as we make one or two mistakes in trying to pass up the back and you can kind of see it drain on the players. So... He didn't start really that well because big losses are home to Spurs. Um, and then Forrest, I would say that a lot of people, if they watched it, were probably um, a bit unfortunate, you know, very unfortunate and feeling a bit sorry for Burnley that we didn't come out with all three points. Um, very harsh um, goal um, chalked off by VAR. And we have got better and we have had quite a, a, poor, a very tough run of fixtures. Uh, you know, City, United, Villa, Spurs, and then Forest. Realistically, only Forest is the one you can you can look at and say, okay, we should expect something. I mean, we should. So, yeah. Oh no, no one's really too worried right now in the Burnley um, perspective, and we kind of are going into another game here where we're not going to freak out if we lose this one as well, as long as we're giving a good performance. So, have you seen enough then in those games that Burnley have lost or? And you've seen enough to to be positive about the season ahead that, you know, because a lot of people have got Burnley is is amongst the favourites to go down. But I'm assuming from a Burnley perspective, you're looking at at the positives that you can take from each game played so far. I think there's also there's a lot of recency bias when it comes to people's perspectives on Burnley. A lot that I saw online was saying that Burnley should be completely fine this year. And that when you look at our team and the way that we, the way that we want to play, a lot of um, 
positivity was around the fan base from neutrals and the fans alike. Um, look, we all know how fast a season can turn around. You guys know that more than anyone else. You guys were in the bottom three for the entirety of you know half a season until, of course, January comes, Eddie Howe comes in, and you guys are basically well, basically 10th place when you're 11th place. You, we all know a couple of wins, or even just one win, and the perspective of a club can change dramatically. So right now, I think everyone's still completely level, knowing that it's still a young team. Last year with company, we had a pretty slow start in the grand scheme of things and then really ramped it up around October time. So we've got you and then we've got Luton, then Chelsea, and then some more, much more favourable games in a row, like Palace and Bournemouth and Brentford. And that is when we should be judged accordingly. And if we are still in the bottom bottom three by then, then that is fair to um, judge us, in my opinion. So not hitting the panic button just yet. Uh, Burnley in the League Cup, they beat Salford 4-0. And I know it was a much-changed side, but what do you think that'll do for the confidence of the squad heading up to Tyneside on Saturday? I think it's just, uh, you know, you win games of football, you get that good feel into your club, and that's what you need. And... We have got quite a large squad and there's a lot of um, competitive um, areas in our squad as well. There's a lot of question marks in terms of who should start on our team because with competition, it fuels that drive to strive and better yourself. And that's one thing that company desires the most is that he doesn't want a stable team week in, week out. He wants people to non-stop in training ground and by the performances, strive to be in the starting eleven. So... Southford was a great example that we had a completely new 11, 11 changes and some players really impressed. And that is what we need in this current situation. And it's going to be a, a good headache to see who would start away at Newcastle. I've got this weird feeling that away from home, we may be a bit better um, or set up a bit more um, suited for the Premier League. I feel like we may be a bit more conservative, maybe a bit more structured in our attack because at home, I feel like we... We really try to play similar to how we did in the championship, which means that we are way too prone to counter-attacks. And when you're in the Premier League, you're facing James Madison and Human Son or Erling Haaland, you're going to get punished. And we have. So I think we are learning and adapting that. And I think away from home, it may suit us and force us a bit more, um, a, a, a lot better for this league. That's very interesting you say that, and I'll, I'll get you some more thoughts on that in just a moment. But it sounds like, having beaten Salford in the League Cup, that it, it sounds like some of the performances from that, that game may force Vincent Company into a potential change on Saturday. You would imagine so. Anna Sarori basically got four assists in that game. Technically, a hat trick, but a fourth one was basically a deflection from his own free kick. So it is four. Sarori. Hasn't played too much this year. It's a weird one because a lot of players that was a massive part, exciting part of our um, title winning season last year. Uh, in the likes of Manuel Benson and Asarori, we've not seen much of and we don't really fully know why. And, you know, we know there's quality there. And the players we have brought in, they've got quality too. Colliosho, great quality. And it's all about trying to find that balance of who works the best together. And, the only way you would find out is by playing games of football in a, in a professional, proper setting. You could do all you want in training or in friendlies, but it would never replicate in the same way as an actual competitive match. And 
you we've got games to find out who works the best with each other and that's why i'm i did expect a bit of a slow start and we're going to find out against newcastle how much further we've progressed it's certainly going to be interesting. It is interesting that you mentioned that maybe away from home, they're a bit more suited. I was going to ask you how Burnley handle the underdog tag because they do come up the tying side and I think you'll be hard-pressed to find anyone that hasn't got Newcastle United favourites, especially after Newcastle beat Man City in the League Cup. Will that play into Burnley's hands, the fact that many people won't really be expecting them to get anything from this game? You would like to think so. You you would like to think so. Company um, throughout every part of each game is always balanced. If you win, if you smash teams, if you lose, if you get if we if we get smashed, he's always balanced. Always keeps level head and always respects the opposition and knows that we simply have to do our jobs. So yes, we'll be underdogs and we will be for I guess a, a good amount of games this year and. Only time can tell exactly how we respond to that because this is really our first away game this year that we are underdogs. You know, we've only faced Forest twice this year um, in the cup and away in the league. So both away games, well, I guess also Safa too, but we're not really going to count that. So we're going to see how we respond, how we set up. Will we be a bit more conservative or will we go to try to play football? I don't know exactly how what we're going to do here because if we go to St. James's Park and try to play football pass after them back which is what we've been doing the entire year I mean I don't know how that will exactly work out because you are a great team you're a hard working team you're a structured team and uh, it's going to be interesting to see if we are able to pull that off probably not that's why I expect us to change a little bit and that's why as a Burnley fan this is the first time we can really look at it this year as an underdog away from home and see how we are going to set up. And it's going to be an interesting um, uh, interesting game for us to watch and to see how we can fare for the rest of the year. I think that will please Newcastle United fans to hear you say there's a potential that Burnley might try and play out from the back because, as you say, Newcastle United are very structured in how they react to that and they're very good at pressing teams. And I think at times last season, they were the best pressing side in the Premier League. You know, they, they hurry defences, they force them into mistakes. And if Burnley do try and play out, I think that will that will benefit Newcastle because, you know, let's say if Callum Wilson manages to pass the fitness test, there's a bit of doubt there, but, you know, he will be straight down the throat of the, the defender, straight down the throat of the goalkeeper, really, really trying to push them into mistakes. And we've seen Newcastle, you know, punish teams who, are just a bit careless at the back and they can't pass the way out. So it's certainly going to be interesting to see if that is their approach. I mean, tactically, in terms of you know formations, what are, what are you expecting? It'll be the same as usual. I think it'll be a, a kind of 4-4-2 in um, well, defending, but attacking-wise, it's basically a bit of a fluid 4-2-3-1. Um, our aim is to, I mean, just to make sure that people are aware, this isn't Burnley of old. You know, if you're uh, a fan that have not watched a single second of Burnley or seen any highlights, we are not Sean Dash's Burnley. We are a completely different animal, and that's for bad. That, that's that's for good reasons or bad reasons because we are going to go and try to play off the back at Newcastle. We are going to because that's how we've done each game against City, against Spurs. We've tried. Issue is, we can do that eight or ten times. You know, eight out of eight out of ten times, but. We will make a mistake. We will get caught out because we are still a young team and still a bit inexperienced. And when we get 
that one time we get caught out, that's when we get punished. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun one to see how that fares. Of course, you, we got a, you've got a great a great team. We already know that, and I'd be taking a point from you right now if I could. Like, I'd be, I'd be, I'll take that as a win at this stage, because right now it's just trying to keep a a bit, especially after. I mean, ignore you guys beating City. You just smashed Sheffield down to eight nil. So, I, I, I'll take a draw would be three points in, in, from my perspective. Here, I'll be honest. Well, I was going to ask you about what you take from Newcastle's last few results, you know, a point in the sand, see you thumping Sheffield United 8-0 and then dumping Man City out, out of the cup. Is it is the, the the next team to visit? What are you what are you looking at from Newcastle? Are you are you, are you fearing Newcastle? Are you trying to concentrate just on what Burnley can do to, to beat them? I guess the only hope we can have is that there's that beauty of football, isn't it? You know, the beauty of complacency. Like it'd be like a really funny story if you guys go on and beat Sheffield United 8 0 beat City, somehow lose to Burnley and then go on and beat PSG next game. I like that part of football where sometimes football makes no sense. I'm hoping that there's some sort of beautiful storyline here that maybe that could be working out here, that you somehow lose to us and you go and beat PSG after beating City. I think that, and that, that would be just funny to a screenshot and that would actually make sense because Newcastle fans, as I would know as well as I know many of them, it's never straightforward with Newcastle and they always find a way to uh, surprise you. So I'm kind of hope I'm playing on that more than anything else. Like we are a great team, however we aren't consistent, and our belief in our ability, if we do make a mistake or two, does fade away, and that's an issue now because we are still quite a young team. We will try to go at our, uh, our wingers. Our wing play is by far our best element. In Kolyosha or Trezor or Zaruri or Benson, we've got five, six tricky wingers with pace and ability that can take a man on. The only issue is we've not got really that that fluency in terms of where other players should be to break teams down. And that is where over time we will hope to learn. But again, as I said many times, game by game, you got to find out what works the best. And with each game, we hope to get better and better as well. Company likes to say that always make sure your next game is the best version of yourself. And we have got better in the last two games against Man United. Won the loss at home. They were a very... They were there for the taking. We all kind of know that. But there were some positives there in that game. So we're going to hope that we can take that and see what happens in this game. It would be very Newcastle United to lose to Burnley then beat PSG. I mean, after Newcastle beat Man City and before the draw was was uh, was, was was done and Newcastle were handed Manchester United in the next round, you know, I was speaking to quite a few Newcastle fans at the stadium and, you know, the kind of take was, we'll get exited and exit and get dumped out in the fourth round, having beat Manchester City. So there's yeah. always that expectation that Newcastle United somehow will do the unthinkable. Uh, but it's going to be a, a, an interesting game, to, to say the least. Talk to me about Vincent Company then, because he has been consistently linked as the, the next manager in line for Manchester City. He's well-respected. I mean, fantastic player. He's done a great job getting Burnley up to the Premier League. Uh, how has he done so far in the Premier League in terms of handling, I guess, the step up? I mean, it's one thing being a great defender, great player, but being a manager, is, it's it's a slightly different ballgame. In terms of his demeanour, he says all the right things. He treats everyone with respect in terms of how he reacts on and off the pitch. He's an absolute gentleman. In terms of his play style, he wants to excite the fans. He wants to showcase the talent that the players have. And that is what he's trying to make the players believe in. 
is it a bit of a step up between Championship and Premier League? Obviously. And of course, when you are a new team, you are, you have some expectations to try to adapt. And right now, we've not adapted as defensive or conservative as I thought we would have. We clearly do believe that we can play outplay teams in this division. And only time can tell when we do play against more teams on our level, you know, mid-table, lower half-pack, we can probably see how we can fare. He is... I do believe that if he had maybe a bit better players, better quality players, then the way he wants to play would make a lot more sense. However, right now, because of the sheer um, youth in our team still, I think that it is touching the level of naivety just a little bit. And people are already questioning the fact that it does have some shades of Daniel Farker and Norwich City, that they try to play nice attacking football. However, you, if you start off that way, you've got to get results quite fast. Otherwise, your belief in playing that, that type of football fades very fast. And if you still haven't won a game by October time and you're still bottom, then it, it, all, it all kind of falls apart. So that's the perspective that we've got in the fan base. We know that company is talented. We know that, in my opinion, he can go right to the very top. He's got everything in his locker. He has just signed a new deal at Burnley. So there were some links to Spurs, I believe, before they got Ange, even a Belgian national team. He, he never had any interest in any of that and just wanted to focus on Burnley. I respect that. And no matter what, he will never be questioned in terms of his, um, his spot in the team. And I don't think that even if we somehow go down this year, I don't think he'd be sacked um, the way that I see it in terms of everything is based around him. All the players that's been brought in is all based around Vincent Company. And if he leaves, I feel like a lot of it will start falling apart a little bit. It's interesting because it sounds like you're kind of get it, like debating in your head whether you want him to kind of stick with the ethos that he wants to apply to the team, you know, nice football, attractive football. But then on the other hand, you know, the fans are looking at it and thinking, well, it might be nice, but we're not getting the results at the moment. And, you know, that's what matters. And in, in time, you know, survive this season, get a bit more funds through the door and you can start buying the players that can then make that ethos work a little bit better next season. I mean, it, it must be a difficult position to, to, to be in because I think your Castle fans might remember that under Rafa Benitez. He, he, you know, he played ugly football, but it was it was justified to keep Newcastle in the Premier League. It wasn't the football I, he wanted to play. It wasn't the football Newcastle wanted. Fans wanted to see, but there was an understanding that you know it was a it was short term pain for a long term gain, so to speak. And it sounds like maybe that's what Burnley fans are are trying to balance with. It's it's a weird one because it's not like we've done what Sheffield United have done, where like they've played Everton's and they've, or like Luton's, they've played teams around them and they've still got battered. Like we faced top sides the entire time other than one. And the one team that we've played that's been more on our level, we've looked the better of that game. They're four 90 minutes. We look better than Forest that game and we should have got three points. So that's the thing. It's almost like, yes, we've only got one point, but we've, we've faced, you know, Villa, Spurs, City and United, they were all being top seven, top eight this, this year. They're great sides, fantastic sides. And that's not, to, that's not to put to one side the fact we lost, but it makes more of an understanding when it comes to, okay, straight away, you can understand. That's why I say judges properly in October. And that's when we will start judging because once we go through Brentford and Luton 
and Bournemouth and Palace, then we can really see, okay, where are we actually at? And I think by then we should probably get at least two wins, I would say, if I'm being a, a realistic fan. I think two wins, maybe a draw or two, and you already know what it's like. You get one or two wins on the board, and suddenly you go from 19th, now you're 15th, you're 14th, and now you're buzzing. And now it looks like it's all fine again. Football is a, a funny sport, so we all know how fast everything can change. So that's why I'm not, even if we lose this weekend, we lose 2-0, whatever, I'm not going to be too bothered as long as we play a decent, um, have a decent show for ourselves. So that's where my mind's at right now. I don't speak on behalf of every Burnley fan, but I do speak on behalf of the fact that no one's doubt of his company. Well, I mean, people who listen to the podcast will know I'm a, I'm a big fan of the word momentum. And like you say there, a couple of wins and that momentum starts rolling. You could find yourself you know, heading towards the top 10. If you were sitting across from Eddie Howe then and he was asking you who the key man was for Burnley, who's the man I've got to keep quiet on Saturday, who would you be telling them uh, is, the, is the man? It's a weird one right now because we've not done too much right now. However... If the game was to be changed, I would say it'd be Zeki Amdouni, personally. I think that he's a fantastic footballer, just very technically gifted. The way that he'd be our number nine for this game as Foster is out on a suspension. And he brings the ball down beautifully. He transitions it so well. He's intelligent in terms of his awareness of where other players on the pitch great link-up play, and if we were to get something out of this game, I can guarantee that Zeki Amdouni would be a part of that. Um, a lot of people may have seen the likes of Collier Show, who's been also um, accelerating, taking on players at will, a lot of pace, a young player as well, so he can take a man on, but his final decision-making is still a bit raw, so that's one thing that with time we'll get better at. But yeah, Zeki Amdouni, I'm a very big fan of him, and I think that he would be a fantastic player. Like, absolutely fantastic play. He's already great for the national team for Switzerland. So, yeah, I'll bank on him to be the difference maker if we were to get something out of this game. So, I'm sure Fabian Cher then will be already well aware of him and probably warning Eddie Howe as well to to keep an eye on him. Um, what's the main weakness of Burnley? Where can Newcastle really target on Saturday? Our defence and our proneness to transitions. If we make a bad pass isn't unlikely to think that it'd be an instant two-on-two situation or three-on-three situation. We commit players a lot. All we have done in the last couple of games against City, against Villa, against Spurs, granted these were all at home, but we commit players and we want to pass off the back and have that confidence in our ability, which is fine and all, but we will get caught out. There will be a mistake. And with Newcastle and the way that you guys press, that is something that you guys will already know very well about. And that would be, I think, one big thing that we will see a lot this weekend, that we'll try and pass out, we will make a mistake or two, and on transition, you guys can make to make it, you can make it count. You can make it pay. And you've just scored eight past Sheffield United. So I have no doubts that that is a serious problem. So if the game was to be won for, for Newcastle, it'd be definitely keeping us and pinning us into our final third and making it really tough for us to get the ball to our attackers that can really make a difference. If you guys suffocate that link, then the game's won. That, that's that's just the fact of the matter. As simple as that. And from a Newcastle point of view, I don't know how much you've watched the, the, the Magpies this season, but is there a particular player that you're really interested in seeing that maybe you're really fearing Burnley having to keep quiet? 
Um, I've not watched as much as Newcastle as I wanted to this year. Um, but I, I do really, really enjoy um, Isaac. Is it Isaac or Isaac? It's Isaac, isn't it? Yeah, Isaac, yeah. Yeah, I, I think he's fantastic. I think he's a beautiful footballer. And he's, his, his physicality, I think, because we've not got a really physical defence back line. You know, we're much more modern, I guess, footballing team in terms of a bit more smaller, but great on the ball. And I think he could be a difference in just terms of just making it really difficult for us. I don't know if he'll start or not for you guys this weekend or not, but uh, he's a fantastic footballer. And of course, the, I mean, you guys got many fantastic players. I mean, I've got a weird feeling that um, Trips, um, Trippier, uh, of course, our ex-player, that he may have a factor to play in this game. Probably a set piece. We're not the best on set pieces. So a corner or some sort of free kick coming in from him to get an, to get an assist, I would not be surprised. Um, that's also one thing as well. We're not the best from set pieces because, again, we are still young. And when it comes to height, not the taller sides. So that could be also one big element as well. And you guys are great from set pieces as far as I'm aware. So, yeah, honestly, if we get a draw, that's a win for me because, like, basically all our weaknesses is going to be to show here against the best team to make take advantage of our weaknesses. Yeah, I, I, I may not even watch the game at this stage, honestly. It's going to be a fun one. I was going to say, you're not sounding too confident, but it's interesting you mentioned Kevin Trippier. He didn't start, I didn't even feature, sorry, against Man City in the League Cup, so he he's rested up really nicely. He was superb in the, in the San Siro against Milan in the Champions League. Three so assists against fit. Sheffield United, so he's fit. Um, and he, yeah. you know you'll be playing with it with a, with a full battery as well. I mean, and, and and if not, you know Tino Livramento made his debut against Man City and looked like he'd been playing uh, for years. And it, not that it not that it's his his you know first game in black and white. So they've got options at right back. But yeah, Trippier's really found his form of late. I, I don't think he'd start the season superbly, especially by the standards he's set in the season before. But the last week. He's just he's just been absolutely brilliant. So a fully fit Kieran Trippier on Saturday probably is one man to watch out for from a Burnley perspective. Um, before Fantastic. I ask you for your score prediction, because I know I'm sorry, I I I can't make you feel any better about it. But you know what, Liam, it is very much Newcastle United's way to come into a game on the back of good results, favourites against a side who have quite a few issues and for them to lose the game and my listeners will be screaming that's what I'm hoping on yeah do you know that's, what, that's, you know what? that's what I'm banking on I'm banking on that like uh, I, I hope that some complacency could be shown I don't I don't think Eddie Howe even allow that but you never know you never know, you know it, it doesn't happen as often as it used to but I think it's just the Newcastle fan of old having spent many years watching Newcastle mess up when they shouldn't do it still creeps in every now and then um, but I think I think the majority of people will be will be expecting Newcastle United to win, although nothing's certain in this league because you know there's no easy games. Uh, before I ask you for your score prediction, because we always like uh, the opposition uh, insight man to give us their score prediction, just tell our listeners and, and, and viewers uh, a bit about your your YouTube channel and again where they can find you and what kind of content you're putting out. Um, well, my YouTube's doing um, the best it's ever been. Right now, um, I just do sort of football um, documentaries or video essays about, I guess, right now, more topical things in the world. So a video of mine last 
um, last weekend about Chelsea's collapse, basically um, about quarter quarter of a million views right now. Um, really, really impressive. And um, long may it continue. I'm, I did a, a lot of FIFA stuff for a long time. I don't like FIFA anymore. I can't stand it anymore, so I don't do it. So I, I just talk about football and a bit of Burnley to the, to, to the side as well. I don't think there's many Burnley content creators that you, that you may know. So yeah, I'm just a uh, football and that's what we're, that's what we love the game for. So yeah, just keeping it up and yeah, I'm just being consistent really. Uh, my daughter were born last week as well. So it's been a bit of a fun time with that as well. So yeah, just trying to keep the balance right. Well, congratulations on that. I've got a 10 week old baby, so I'm uh, I'm not too far ahead of you on that. So I understand the, the sleepless nights, uh, but it's all worth it. It's my second as well. Your second, so you know all about it, then you can give me some tips. So there you go. Yeah, um, but it, yeah, I've, I've had a look at some of the, I mean, the contents, but in the, the graphics as well that you've started doing the, the designs. Um, like I say to, to our listeners and viewers, pop over to uh, to the website because you know there's some designs of Bruno on there and what have you. Um, they, they look great. That's something new you've just started doing, isn't it? Yeah, um, round up April time, just like some football prints, frame, frame prints. Um, more in terms of the most iconic goals in your club's history. So I think for Newcastle, the most popular is um, Alan Shearer v. Sunderland um, for the penalty, I think, in what year was it? 2005 or seven? Five or seven? I forgot which one it exactly was, but it was when you guys beat them at um, Stadium of Lights. So I think that's the most popular right now. But yeah, Newcastle fans been really good with um, with Mazzala. So they're proper fans up there. I mean, of course, I lived up there for a couple of years. I went to Northumbria Uni and I think during that time period, that was when Rafa was there and on my main street was basically where everyone had to go in and out to get to the center. I lived um, in Shieldfield area. So basically across from the Northumbria business building and every single night you just hear just Rafa, Benitez, Rafa. And I literally, I, I literally continuous the entire night, like two, three, four, five. I was just joining them at, at times because I just get bored. So yeah, out of, I know that people give Newcastle a bit of stick because of, you know, the ownership in the last couple of years, but I don't have any, complaints at all whatsoever i think if any club could be bought out and given a chance it's newcastle proper city proper fans and that's why i i i kind of if there's any club in the premier league that i have a soft spot for and i hope does well it's definitely you lot so of course if you score against you this weekend i'll celebrate the same way as anyone else but after this game i hope you guys crack on the champions league and beat psg yeah, fingers crossed. Some lovely words there, uh, Liam. I'm sure our fans and uh, residents of the city will appreciate everything you've just said there. All that remains to be done then is to get your score prediction for Saturday. How is it going to go? You want realistic? You, you, you want a realistic prediction? I'll, you I'll take whatever uh, you want to give us. I mean, I think in the way that I look at this game, I'll I'll take a 2-0 loss at this stage. If I'm being realistic, it's probably a 2-0. If I'm being biased and delusional, probably a 1-1. Um, you will still probably concede of a set piece um, or something like that. And we've got tricky wingers. We can definitely make something happen here. We can definitely cause some threat. The only issue that I have is can we get the ball enough to them? Because from the you know passing after the back, we will try and do that. We won't hoof it long. We've not got a players that hoof it long. We're going to try to play football at St. James's. So if we can succeed and send the ball enough to attack us, we will cause a threat. It's just how successful we are at that. So completely biased and delusional, I'll take a one, I'll say a 1-1 draw. But if I'm being realistic, I think it could be a 2-0 loss 
in my own personal opinion. I'm a big fan of uh, the word delusional and then a 1-1 draw. That that kind of shows you just how not confident you are about Saturday. Uh, I'm going to go for Newcastle. You just, you just beat a City yesterday and you've just smashed a team 8-0. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> like, oh, come on, it's not like you just beat Luton 1-0 or something. Like, what more can I really expect from this game? I mean, <laughs> if I come here and say that we we're going to beat you, I'm just going to become an idiot. So I've got, I've got to be realistic here. Well, I appreciate the realism. I'm going to go for Newcastle United win. I'm going to go 3-0. I'm feeling confident. So I'm going to go 3-0 Newcastle United and it'll set them up nicely for the game against PSG on Wednesday. Liam, I do appreciate you popping on to the Everything is Black and White podcast. It's been a pleasure talking to you at such short notice as well. To you guys watching, listen, hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button to whichever platform you're joining us on. Head over to chroniclelive.co.uk for all the latest Newcastle Night news, including live coverage of Newcastle's game against Burnley to our dedicated live.